So for people just getting started out, don't forget that like building that brand, building that reputation is everything. Otherwise, like whether it's like money partners or finding deals, you need that credibility. You're listening to the REI Branded Podcast. It's for you, the busy real estate investor who wants to stand out from the crowd and attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. My name's Paul Copcut, and each week we'll be looking to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your real estate investing business. Each episode is intended to be valuable, cut to the chase, and actionable so you can begin to implement quickly and easily to get the results you want in your business. Thank you for listening. Now let's get to work on making you brandtastic. Okay, and welcome uh, to this week's episode of REI Branded. And I am excited to introduce you to uh, two people that I've been working with over the last few months, uh, Sarah Edda and Chris Murray of Yellow Door Properties. And welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, thank you. Excellent. So Ed, Ed, when we started, uh, when we first connected and talked about, uh, well, it wasn't even Yellow Door at that point. It was whatever it's going to be. So um, what were what were the kind of things going through your minds when you wanted to start a business, a, a new real estate investing business? Um, you know, what, what the sort of things that you were initially considering or tell us a little bit, maybe even a little bit of background as to how you two kind of got together and, and why you've started this business. Absolutely. I guess I'll start, uh, Sarah here. Um, so Chris and I actually met through uh, a mutual friend. Um, she's actually from a completely different country. Uh, we definitely, it was just kind of like one of those random opportune um, ways, but I just remember our friend saying, you know, you have to meet Chris, like she's going to be great. You guys are going to get along so well. And, uh, you know, I think flash forward about a year later, we decided, hey, like, this is great. We, we like the same we have the same like mentality, I think, when it comes to real estate, and we thought, you know, let's let's start a business together. We we want it. We're both interested in like construction, flipping, development, um, that kind of thing, and and we know that kind of a team is stronger than than just one. So, yeah, cool. So, how important is that? Do you think in with a real estate investment business, finding somebody of a like mind, or I mean, were you looking for different skills in each other, or? For sure. So I can speak a little bit on that. So um, one of the things, especially moving to Canada, is teaming up with someone that had kind of experience with the Canadian real estate, right? So I'm coming in with a different industry background, and I'm trying to pair my my experiences with someone that has, you know, localized experience. And that's kind of where Sarah and I really uh, worked well together was she had the the boots on the ground per se um, experience. And, you know, I had kind of a, a variety of ideas and strategies that I was interested in, in pursuing. And, um, you know, we, we really connected quite well with that. And let's, uh, let's tell people where you're from, Chris, because that's, you said, Coming yeah, to Canada, uh, so we didn't, didn't mention that. Called, uh, Trinidad, uh, uh-huh. moved here in the end of 2019. So went straight into the first winter and then straight into uh, the pandemic. COVID. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the Welcome full Canadian experience. Yeah. <laughs> 
So when you were looking at starting the uh, starting the business, what were the, what were the sort of things that you kind of considered? What were the things that were important to you uh, in looking at establishing that new business? I think that for us, um, both of us obviously come from real estate backgrounds before uh, we met, like we were each doing kind of our own thing. Um, and we decided, again, leveraging our strengths, you know, Chris has so much experience when it comes to construction. Um, I'm really good at sourcing off market deals. So we said, okay, let's, you know, try to build up some capital. Let's do some flipping, some wholesaling. Um, what we realized really quickly was that this is such a saturated market. The past couple of years, the idea of wholesaling, of finding off-market properties, I mean, it just exploded. And we realized right off the bat that if we, especially as a new branded company, it's like, how are we ever going to get you know, a foothold in these markets? We have to try to stand out from the crowd and do things a little bit differently. So, yeah. And so... Why was why do you think that's important? What's I mean, it, I agree. You know, wholesaling is almost like the new side hustle for everybody, isn't it? So, Absolutely. Um, but so did you? What were the things that you considered when you were looking at, uh, you know, your brand and the market? Was it a focus in geography? Was it a focus in the type of work that you were going to do? Or yeah, so it's essentially, I think what how this all kind of came together was. Um, Sarah and I have quite high goals in terms of the flipping side of in the business. You know, we're looking to attain three to four properties per month. And we quickly realized that if we were going to do this, we couldn't depend on other people trying to find the deals. And that's kind of where we decided, okay, well, you know, we have to source these deals. That's that's really kind of put the efforts into that. And that's kind of where Yellow Doors um, really kind of found it, you know, Um, Sarah? Yeah. Um, no, like to Chris's point, for sure. I mean, and I think where we decided, like, in order to grab enough of a foothold, we started geographically first. Um, so we're like, you know, rather than just try to spread all across Ontario and try to compete against more like well-established brands, we're, we just decided to start in Niagara. So specifically Welland um, and St. Catharines. And so we just really decided, you know what, we're just going to double down in these markets, try to get more niched where some of the other companies are very broad across uh, the province and then see if we can just get more of like an established foothold that way. And and so what were were the initial things that you looked at in terms of trying to hit that market? And uh, obviously the coming up with the name, which was a, whole Fun. that's a whole experience yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could probably do a whole po- we could probably do a whole podcast just on naming businesses because yes. it's such a I, challenge I isn't it? the uh the naming side i think we spent maybe about 45 minutes all just kind of brainstorming <laughs> yeah brainstorming names and um you know uh, towards the end of that conversation we're like okay well we, we haven't found the one yet and um you know, eventually, I think with, within a day or so, we, we finally came up with uh, Yellow Door Properties. And, um, you know, we just liked the whole brand behind it, that it was something that, um, you know, it would be recognizable. And it's a little bit different than what most companies are being named, especially in the wholesaling side, which is, you know, anything to do with homes for cash, fast moving properties. I mean, just they were all so we just wanted to stand out a little bit more. Um you know, to, to us specifically, um, one of our brands, we're, we're really trying to do things a little bit different where, you know, we're looking, especially, in, you know, working in small 
uh, communities, you know, the reputation holds so true and so strong. And that's something that we really wanted to stand by. And, you know, you drive down the street and someone has a yellow door, it's going to stand out, right? So that's kind of where this little concept came up. And, um, you know, we're excited to, to go down this journey. And so what's, what sort of things have you started to do that uh, to t- try and get that brand out there and start to get it? I think it's a great idea because, as you, you rightly say, in a small marketplace, you know, your reputation potentially is everything. You could do one thing and, and you know, the word spreads so quickly that you damage that brand and it's hard to get out of it. So what are the sort of things that you've been doing? Um, well, we're definitely picking like a multi-pronged approach. Um, again, Chris and I have like a lot of experience doing this in other aspects of real estate. So we kind of already had a sense of like what works, what doesn't work. And I think like for this type of thing, it, it requires just really being mobile and diverse when it comes to marketing. And again, because we really want to stand out, uh, we want to do some pretty cool stuff. I mean, we do, we're doing the standard hard mailers, you know, going out and things like that. But we're also really increasing increasing our social media presence, doing a lot of video, uh, just trying to get a lot of like engagement in the community. Um, and we have a few cool things up our sleeves we'll definitely be doing uh, in the community itself to, to definitely stand out more. But we're really just like, um, I guess the best term would be like guerrilla marketing. Like we're really just trying to get on like that community level, you know, the like lawn signs and just get spotted um, when, when we're out or when people are kind of out and about, and then of course, like a a pretty diverse, um, social media and like ad strategy as well. Yeah. And what's, um, what's the plan kind of longer term? Where, where does yellow door go from Welland and St. Catharines? What's the, I mean, hopefully province wide, (laughs) that would definitely be the goal. And I think Chris and I definitely want to do some bigger stuff too. Right, Chris? For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Bigger so development, any, any, that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So any tips or strategies that uh, are not obviously wanting to give away all your secrets, because if you're doing <laughs> if you're doing neat, different stuff, but what are the sort of things that a new or newer investor or, or perhaps investors starting a new business should be thinking about? What are the important things that you... Yeah, so I think one the biggest thing that we were trying to, to attain is a brand of trust, right? Again, touching base on, you know, working in small, small communities, one little thing can set the whole, (laughs) the whole thing astray, right? So, you know, we kind of started backwards a little bit in terms of this is what we want to attain, how do we attain it? Um, And we just want to be a full solution based company with regards to real estate. So if you need advice or direction on certain um, real estate queries, you know, we, we want to be there for you. I really think like that's what like new investors need to focus on. You know, it's like if you don't have a huge track record, you have trust, you have a reputation. Like that's really the only thing you can really, really go on. So for people just getting started out, don't forget that like building that brand, building that reputation is everything. Otherwise, like whether it's like money partners or finding deals, you need that credibility. Yeah. And, and what about, um, you know, kind of expectations? Because I think uh, you know, a lot of people get into this and kind of think it's all going to happen overnight and you know you're going to find your first property a week later and you're going to do this so what what advice do you have in terms of um building that brand 
Yeah, so realistically, I think most people that get into wholesaling think, you know, okay, well, I'll send out um, some flyers and, you know, I'll be able to at least pick up one deal. And I think that that's that's a lot further from the truth. And um, I think that's what Sarah and I realized the most is it is a long-term game. It is not a short-term overnight success. Um, You know, we are expecting three to six months to really kind of have a a hold in the areas that we're we're, um, marketing. So, you know, definitely do not come into this game thinking that it's going to be an overnight success. We have heard a few cases where some people have, um, you know, been lucky, but, um, you know, it is a long term thing. So. Yeah. And persistence is key. Like, you know, it's one of those things sometimes with just like with any marketing strategy, you can't guarantee like what campaigns are going to be the most effective or when you're going to get a deal that month, that day. A lot of it, unfortunately, does come down to right place, right time. And that's luck, but also just being consistent. If you try a few things, it doesn't work. And then you give up, you know, you're never going to see success. It's like, you know, you have to just keep kind of going at it month by month by month and really just focus in on, on the best strategies and, and not give up. Yeah. And so, and, and so that's a good point around yeah, consistency, clarity and consistency. So what, what about things that people shouldn't be doing? So probably trying something once and then moving on because it didn't get the result you expected, but what, what else should uh, investors be thinking about? not doing what everybody else is doing. Like, I think that's like our whole story, right? Is that like, we're trying to not reinvent the wheel. We use a lot of the same principles, but we're trying to like think outside the box when you're in such a hot market, like we're in right now and such a saturated market, you know, not to say that you shouldn't emulate what other people are doing, but if everyone's doing the same thing and nobody's getting results and it's just the same thing again and again, I think at the end of the day, like, don't be afraid to, to think outside the the box, do things a bit more creatively, establish a, a different type of brand, a different way for people to like, you know, uh, uh, interact with real estate professionals. I think you'll, you'll stand out from the crowd. It'll be a little more, more successful. Yeah. And what about partnerships? What about um, trying to build relationships or collaborate with others? You mentioned obviously not to rely on people to find the properties for you, but mm-hmm. what what things could people be doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that um, for the most part, um, yeah, like partnerships are so important. And again, Chris and I, we learned that so, so early on in doing this, that just trying to go it alone, it's so hard, you know, um, whether it's like our partnership, I mean, we have to keep each other accountable. Uh, we have like lots of like team meetings, like making sure that we're both doing our part in the the team. But at the same time, you know, we have to leverage so many connections within the network to be successful too. Like appraisers, contractors, realtors, like, you know, all of these different people, they're not only becoming uh, deal sources, but they help our business become like more streamlined, more efficient. They help our team be more successful. So I think for anyone going into this, um, that should be a huge focus and a huge priority in the beginning is create that network, create that power team. I know we say that so often, it's like such an overused right. buzz term, but it's so, so true. Like without that power team, I mean, you, you can't succeed, you can't grow. What about uh, your own, apart from Yellow Door, what about your own favorite brands? What's uh, what's a favorite brand of yours and, and why? 
Yeah, so I think um, some of the concepts, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a Nike hat right now. But, <laughs> um, you know, I just love a simple, clean um, logo and brand that is just able to stand out. And I think, you know, a brand as Nike is just, you know, a simple little check mark, but, um, you know, everybody knows it. And I think that's what we liked about Yellow Door is that it's it's a name to remember. It's not, you know, in one ear and out the other. Um, and then I think color has quite a bit of um, remembrance as well with, with branding. Absolutely. You know, it's actually so funny because I had to think about this for a second of like, what are actually my favorite brands for a variety of reasons? And I, um, I've been a Samsung user, like a devoted Android user for over a decade. Um, and everyone thinks I'm, you know, I, I don't have a Mac. Well, I didn't have a Mac, did not have an iPhone, never even owned an iPod. I was like really anti-Apple, but um, I studied marketing in school. And whenever I bring up examples of marketing, it's funny because I always bring up Apple. And it's funny because now I, oh, I just bought a MacBook last year because my PC died for like the third time. Um, I love my Mac more than I can ever describe to you. And now I'm getting an iPhone this summer. And uh, it's funny, like I get it now. Like I get the buzz, like not just about the, like the products are obviously great, but I mean, you have to give them credit for the, the marketing. Like Chris said, I like a clean, simplistic brand that where like the reputation kind of speaks for itself. They don't need gimmicks. They don't need fancy product packaging. They don't need all this like flair. I mean, like, I think Apple has one of the most distinctive, but simplistic brands out there. And the whole thing is seamless, like from the store to the logo, to everything, like it all just like feels the same, like what you're getting. Um, and I love that. That's like really what we're trying to achieve with yellow door. Want you to see the door and like, get that. Okay. This is what we're going to get when we work with yellow door. And and also the underlying importance that you you stressed earlier about you know you want to be no you want to be trusted you want to be the go to brand so it's it, it's not obviously just the logo and the color it's also are you delivering on the promise that you've made <laughs> which Nike does which Apple does and I mean even Samsung does so absolutely okay what about favorite uh, or any recommended. It doesn't need to be your favorite ever, but recommended books or podcasts that, uh, you know, could be real estate related, could be other. That's a good one. I mean, you know what? I'll share a book that I'm reading right now because I think, you know, it's relevant what we're, you know, reading in the moment. It's actually not real estate related at all. Um, it's a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. And it was recommended to me by another real estate investor who's very high level. Um, and it is basically like a whole... Uh, book on operation systems. So for people that want to scale, and it, it it's not like, again, real estate specific, you can just apply it to really any type of small business or growing business. It's just like a really neat, um, like it's actually a system um, of how to structure um, different like roles within your business and streamline operations. And yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm enjoying it right now. Okay. That's on my, that's added, I'm adding that one to my list now. <laughs> yeah. Apparently like, you know, multi-billion dollar startups like use this traction system. So it definitely piqued my interest and it's, it's been really good. Yeah. Cool. Chris, any uh, recommended podcasts or books? Um, yeah. So I, I guess right now I'm, I'm reading a little bit of a different um, podcast right now. Well, listening to a different podcast right now. Um the mindset mentor 
Hmm. Not sure if hmm. you've you've heard of that, but no, it's, a, no. it's a lot to do with mindset. Um, it's almost I think it's weekly. He he does uh, podcasts, and it is I don't even know how to to explain it. But mindset is is everything, right? And um, he just goes above and beyond in explaining mindset in the most simplistic ways of um, you know just simple things down to thoughts, you know. Um, what those mean and what they represent. And, um, you know, if you haven't heard of the mindset mentor with, uh, Rob dial, definitely, uh, check that out. Cool. Excellent. Getting it to the roster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, um, favorite tools or resources? That's a, that's a tough one for sure. Yeah. Cause I always want to say like, like, maybe this is like too generic, but like, honestly, like social media, I know that sounds so random, but like, and I can get like obviously more specific, but just like uh, mm. networking groups, like on Facebook, for example, things like the right club, the real estate investment network, all those different groups, as much as I find like, sure, there's different like softwares, there's different, like, I don't know, maybe spreadsheet analyzers that are really helpful. I find these communities um, are so, so helpful. It's like, if you need a referral to like the best appraiser in a certain city, or you need to connect with the right realtor to give you comps, or you need support from another investor, cause you're going through something quite unique and you want feedback or whatever the case is, you know, joining some of these, you know, real estate, um, networking groups, which now are kind of online found it to be so, so helpful, just mentally, emotionally, professionally, uh, the people you get to kind of communicate and network with, um, just has so many benefits. Yeah. Why, why do you think, cause I, I noticed this with real estate investors in particular is they're very supportive. Yeah. And I, you don't, you don't, it, I, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I, it, it's, you see some industries and some industries you would never even help the competition. You, you, you know, you trip them up before you help them. Yeah. But you know, with real estate investors, I, I see it and people are in the same marketplaces and they'll even say, you know, who can I use for this or who's got a recommended and straight away you, you're exactly right, Sarah, right in those groups straight away, you see three, four, five people jump in and, and offer up their suggestions. So this is this is one of the things I think moving to Canada was the most interesting for me. Um, you know, coming from a small island, um, there's just so much competition in such a small, small area that, you know, I did have that different mentality where it was, you know, kind of protect what I have, you know, because competition is coming. It's how long can I protect this little egg that I have? Um, and moving to Canada was such like a, a shock to me that you would go to these things called real estate investing clubs where everyone was sharing what they were working on and, you know, tips and strategies of how they're working on it. It was just absolutely baffling and quite surprising and, and really encouraging, you know, exactly what you said, the it, it's baffling to me of how they can do this. And I guess it's, it's a matter of there is, you know, that much more um, opportunity up here in terms of not everyone is, is fighting for the same thing, but I think more and more now um, we are seeing, you know, a lot more people going after the, the same things as well. So it's, it's interesting how that all kind of works out. Do you think that's going to shift? Do you think it, because the market gets more competitive, people are going to be less willing to to help? I, th I think everyone is going to kind of hold their little, um, you know, 
personal strategies and different things, just just long enough that maybe they might get a little bit of a head start before everyone else, uh, you know, starts to do similar things. But there is a, a tremendous um, empowerment with with sharing, you know, and, you know, the more you hold to yourself is the more you're on your own little island, right? And, um, you know, you, there's so many possible problems and scenarios that do come up in real estate that you do find that other people have experienced themselves. And, you know, if they're able to share that, then, you know, you start building these relationships and, and that's really where, you know, the next level kind of comes in. So that's, that's been a huge, um, huge shift for me. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, any resources or tools from you, Chris, that, I can't talk like what uh, Sarah said. That's that's I think one of the biggest things, mm. especially moving to a new um, market. You know, I am depending on everyone around me um, to kind of, in, you know, get me up to speed per se. Right. So, any final tips, insights uh, that you'd give to to real estate investors generally around marketing, branding, this crazy hot market, <laughs> what you can do about it, but. Yeah. I mean, definitely um, get a brand. I mean, I think that's like the number one thing I tell people, like whether it's the most basic thing you can do, like go make a Wix website, you know, print off, uh, you know, a generic like business card with a logo you made yourself. I mean, I don't think at the end of the day, like, don't get me wrong, like a good brand is important, but just have a brand, whether you are uh, pitching to money partners, whether you're looking for um, off-market properties, again, like that credibility, being able to put something in someone's hand, like, hey, I'm, you know, John from this company, here's my business card, check out my website, look at my Facebook page. Um, In this day and age, particularly with COVID, I think it's more important than ever. You have to be Googleable, as I say, you know, it's like they have to be able to search you, find you, uh, get references on you more or less. So um, before you just jump out in the market and get started, you know, spend a little bit of time, build a bit of a, you know, presence for yourself online and uh, you'll get that much farther. Like, I think people will just treat you more seriously. Yeah. Okay. Chris, anything? Yeah, I think, you know, we've, we've touched on quite a few of these specifically with the, the wholesaling side is persistence is key. You know, it, some days you, you feel frustrated that you feel like you're not, you know, getting the traction that you want, but know that it is a long game, you know, it is a long game and that, you know, eventually your reputation, the brand that you're building will hold the credibility. Um, and that's what we're starting to see is people are reaching out to us now saying, Hey, we have these deals. We know you can close. Um, you know, please come and have a look at them. And that's, that's exactly the moments where it's like, okay, you know, we're on the right track, we're on the right path, we're doing the right things. Um, and, you know, I encourage everyone to, to think outside of the box. You know, we, we have some, some fun marketing ideas that we're going to be sharing. We probably wouldn't share it today, but um, we're going to be posting them and, and putting them out, you know, within the next couple of months. But, you know, don't be afraid to to take the risks and step outside of the box and do things differently. Um, you know, research, 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 and you will find the little golden nuggets that you know may may put you a little bit um, ahead of the game in in some aspects. Okay, wonderful. And how uh, how can people get hold of you? What's the best place? 
Um, you can find us um, either at our website, which is yellowdoorbicehouses.com, or if you want to check us out on Instagram or Facebook, we're at Yellow Door Group. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, thank you both very much and uh, have, a, have a great rest of the day. You too. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Paul. And if you're wondering where your real estate investing brand currently stands and some steps to make it more brandtastic, you can download our free REI brand checklist at reibranded.com forward slash checklist. That's reibranded.com forward slash checklist. Thank you for listening and have a brandtastic day.